Okay, afternoon. I thought it's best to hear about uh, our services from a client. I've brought Rupert along to kindly share some of his experiences working with Hyperion. But I'll start with one or two slides and by way of an introduction. Uh, we're a startup ourselves, which is why we love coming to this event. And four years ago, I started Hyperion with a clear purpose, and that was to find the best people for the best companies, achieving the best results for the best possible future of the clean energy and mobility transition. That's something I'm very passionate about, and I'm very fortunate to have built a, a team or building a team that share those passions. Our purpose is quite clear. Um, our how is a little bit more complicated to share here. Our what is also quite simple. We help innovative companies like Rupert's find the people that they need to achieve their growth ambitions. Obviously, I don't do it by myself. This is just some of the team. Um, the clear point there is we've got industry expertise. We recruit people, both as advisors and for people into the team who share our passion, but always have a great deal of knowledge and experience uh, from startups to running corporates within the clean tech sector. Whilst our focus is certainly the EMEA region, you'll see on the left our clients are global. We've helped companies from Korea, China, and the US to open in, uh, offices and facilities in Europe, uh, Germany in particular. Uh, we recruit across the UK, uh, most of mainland Europe, the Nordics, uh, and increasingly now in the US also. And sectors, this has fluctuated. When I first started the business, we did an awful lot in solar. Um, energy storage has become a very large sector for us. And in the last nine months, we've heard about it a bit already today, e-mobility has really driven a lot of our business. But at the present time, e-mobility and energy storage are significant parts of our uh, activities uh, across the region. We do work with some corporates. Uh, again, a testament to the team and testament to what we've built. From a little office in Liverpool and me and a laptop, we've, we've already started to work win work and grow teams and work with people like LG Chem, with Energy, with SMA. And we're very proud of that and we love working with those organizations. But why we love this event and working with Jan so much is that really we love working with post-investment startups. Some of the companies there you'll see from previous uh, events and uh, previous Eco Summit uh, activities. Zonan, of course, everybody heard. We helped to create a team in the UK for those guys. Skeleton was mentioned earlier uh, in Estonia. EV Box, we've helped to roll out teams in the UK and Germany and elsewhere for those guys. So we love working with startups. Split is actually a pre-revenue startup in ride hailing. So it's, our, our ambition is to always work with companies who are making a significant difference or have the opportunity to make a significant difference. And building teams is quite a big part for us as well. So uh, often it's a case if we recruit a C-level individual or we recruit a managing director, uh, and that's fine. Sometimes we would then work to create a, a, a team at a later stage. But sometimes we have a project that's actually creating a team from, from scratch or to, to create a new team. And that was the opportunity we had working with uh, Rupert and Arenko. So I'll let uh, Rupert tell you first a little bit about Arenko as an organization and how you came to be looking for six people at the same time. Yeah, brilliant. Th thanks, David. Th uh, thanks, Jan, for um, introducing me as a cash cow. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. And, not, um, you no. know, I think David's actually done a great job of putting together and helping us build our, build our team at Renko, which is obviously absolutely crucially important um, in terms of how, how we operate our business. Um, so, so to give you a kind of high-level overview of what we're doing, we um, announced a deal early this year with General Electric to build 41 megawatts of batteries. Um, in the UK, to put that into context, that provides flexibility for the equivalent of, roughly speaking, about 100,000 homes. Um, and it's one of the largest batteries in the UK, and, and indeed on a kind of global scale. Um, but what's very, very important about 
batteries, and everyone, I think, generally speaking, says energy storage is the next big thing, but it's only as useful as its control capabilities and what you can actually do with that battery system. So we actually have two sides to our business. The first side is the hardware, the second side is the software and controls, and our ability to be able to trade that battery system very, very quickly, reacting to changes in renewable energy concentrations in the network, reacting to any sort of price spikes, and interconnectors going down, et cetera, et cetera. But it's about providing real, flexible power and energy at the times that it's most needed to National Grid in the UK. Um, I mentioned a little bit about our, our partnerships. Um, you know, we're, we're, working, we're working with General Electric as a, as a kind of core corporate supplier to us, um, in so much as we, you know, they, they are the integrator for our battery systems and we, we procure them from them. And we've been operating batteries since, since around about sort of 2016. Um, but the, the last point on this slide, which you'll see, which is, um, which is really, really key, is having an inclusive, atmosphere, uh, inclusive atmosphere, inclusive culture within the business. Now, really, no one has done what we're doing at the moment. And so there's no kind of core precedent for what we can, we can say is right or wrong. And so the best way to do it is to get the brightest people around you and work with the best people to then kind of chart your own way and try and come up with a, with a pathway from there. Um, so that provides a little bit of background to, to Renko, but I think David's got a few questions. Sure. So uh, in terms of when you had this idea that you needed to scale up, wanted to scale up from a staffing point of view, why did you choose to go to an outside help or for outside help? And how did you make that decision as to work with ourselves, as an example? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I mean to, to start, it's a very challenging thing recruiting people. Uh, and it's to be taken very, very seriously. Uh, you know, for, from, a, from a business perspective, if you're, if you're you know, employing six people like we did with David, um, you're employing six people, that is a huge responsibility, not just, um, uh, not just for the company, but also for those individuals involved. So it's about having the right people around you, working with the right companies like Hyperion, and, you know, and we believe that Hyperion are the, the right guys to come to and, uh, who share our values, they share our focus on the, um, the ability to, to do what we're doing, and more importantly, they get the job done. Um, and, you know, for, from, a, from a management perspective, that's absolutely crucial, that when we've defined what we want, we can go out there and do it, and that's, that's core, and it's across our entire business, because the, the people within the business are absolutely crucial to, to its success. Sure. And again, culture was one when we had that first meeting to talk about culture and diversity, which perhaps we'll come on to in a moment. Um, in terms of the process, obviously recruiting a number of people it, it isn't something that happens overnight. Were there any surprises or challenges that came up in, during the time we were working together that you weren't expecting? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I suppose that they're not surprises so much as um, they're, they're sort of challenges. Get, getting, getting stuff done when actually we're working in a very evolving um, landscape. You know, our requirements when we first started the process differed actually from when we'd gone through the process and we'd met a number of candidates. And, um, you know, we, we had regular dialogue about that. Um, but it's, it's very much about being flexible, recognizing what you want, going for it, but also recognizing that business changes, business evolves, um, and working with a partner that can, can help deliver that's very important. Okay. I think that was a useful tool looking at some of the roles we recruited there. Quite often when we're working with startups, some of the roles actually evolve and change during the process, partly because of business, as we know, it's a very dynamic market, but also part of from who you're meeting and some of the people out there that we can bring to the table can just change your way of thinking a little bit. 
Uh, in terms of, again, advice, I guess you've touched on some of them, but are there any sort of uh, comments or advice you would share with other startups in terms of the process of how you would, um, or, or just suggestions in terms of if you are building a team, things to perhaps be aware of before you start or some steps that you might like to take? Yeah, sure. So I, I suppose the, the starting point is that, curiously, a lot of entrepreneurs and founders of businesses define their success by the number of employees that they have. And I, I would say that actually that's very much the wrong approach. Rather than focusing on quantity, you need to focus on quality. Um, you know, and we, we've got this sort of ethos within, within Orenco where we always have to employ someone that is brighter than um, the person that's employing them, which I suppose um, <laughs> rather perversely makes me the dumbest guy in the room most of the time. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a really great team to be around and, you know, we've, we've worked very hard to put that together. We, one of the things we touched on right from the very beginning was around diversity, and it's just a challenge that we've had and, and, and you've been very focused on. Uh, again, I do think that there are learnings that you've taken from, again, the process in terms of making a, a diverse and a culturally, culturally good fit of a team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the first thing to do is to get to know people. There, there's, a, there's a very sort of glamorized view that everybody wants to work for a startup. And when you scratch beneath the surface of a lot of candidates, that isn't always the case. And I think it's very important to define that early on. But in terms of diversity and inclusion, like I said earlier, you know, we, we, we try and put the right minds, the right sets of experiences, and, and the right groups of people around us to define what the right answer is, because there is currently no right or wrong answer. Um, and you know, the diversity side is something that, that we see as being very important. We, we run a diversity um, workshop once a month. David, David's joined us, and you know, it's something that's that's really been very much lagging in the in the industry as a whole. I think you know, we've we've seen huge growth in renewable energy in the industry, but we haven't seen huge change when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Thank you. It looks like we're running out of time. Just to close, I guess, the million-dollar question. <laughs> Would you work with us again? Or just a very quick overview of what it was like to work with us? Uh, yeah, look, um, as I said earlier, you got, you got the job done, and that's, um, that's for us very, very important. But you, you did it with the right values, the right ethos, um, and, and working in collaboration. Um, yeah, I mean, look. We, we, we'll continue to work together, I'm sure. We enjoyed the process. I think that's us done on, on time perfectly, Jan. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This episode of the Eco Summit TV is made available by Hyperion Search. If you enjoyed this presentation, you may want to check out the This Week in Cleantech podcast. This Week in Cleantech is a new weekly podcast hosted by David Hunt of Hyperion Search where we will be hearing from the front line discussing the biggest and most interesting news in cleantech, e-mobility, energy storage, renewables and smart cities.